0: Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going. I'm on my way. I'm taking my time, but I don't know where. Goodbye to Rose and the Queen of Corona. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard see me Julio down by
1: the Good morning, 810 here on News Radio 92. Three cold and one of those weird days where it kind of gets colder, <laughs> you know, over the day when it's not supposed to happen that way. But it has and kind of yucky and ugly out there, too. So happy Friday to you. Um, joining us now, as we always do on a Friday, we've got Julio Diaz. He is the host of the Pensacola Movie Club on Facebook and in real life at the movie theaters. And let's go, Pensacola, at four o'clock Saturday here on News Radio. You can listen. Julio, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, good
2: morning,
1: Andrew. All right. I... Uh, I know I'm going to mispronounce this, but Skinnamarink.
2: Am I close? No, that's 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 at least to the best of my knowledge, that's correct. All right, and uh, <laughs> do not go see this movie. Just just don't. Don't. It's uh, so. This is uh, this is a little. I, this is why I wanted to give this a chance because sometimes you get some interesting things when things like this happen. This is uh a little independent. Artsy film put together for fifteen thousand dollars. Wow! Uh, lo- literally, that's the budget. Uh, I watched it and wondered where that budget went because it looks like it was made for about a buck twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, you know it, it has these the you know it's trying to be this artsy and esoteric thing, and I guess it is that in some ways, but it just doesn't do anything. It's two hours of sitting there and occasionally there's some loud noises and you can half see something out of the corner of your eye and h- half the dialogue is whispered, uh, to the extent that much of it is subtitled, but not all of it, because, you know, why would you want to know what what they're saying all of the time? Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's one of these things that, where, the critics are totally divided on this. There are some critics that are absolutely in love with this movie. They think it's innovative and you know incredibly intelligent and rewards your patience. Uh, I am not among them. <laughs> I, I am on the other end of the spectrum.
1: Sometimes you uh, work too I, hard to make it gooder than it is, yeah. and
2: yeah, and, and this is done. Uh, this was yeah. I don't. I, what I really don't understand is why anybody thought it needed a theatrical release because it is so esoteric and this was uh uh produced by shutter which is the streaming horror network yeah
1: perfect for uh, streaming right you,
2: so you know just if you if you're curious wait and watch it on 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 streaming i i just don't understand why anybody would spend two hours in a theater for this well i uh, there, there said we, i went with somebody who loved it oh but, okay but 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 i i am not that guy this is not i'm a pretty smart guy but it this you know i i found no meaning in this
1: it may be like the abstract art modern art kind of thing like it's people pretending to think they understood it i got a text and somebody said do not go see this movie as my new favorite review of all time for you so <laughs> congratulations you got that let's um let's move quickly through some of the others only cuz we're always up against the clock with the transgressors coming up man called otto
2: Yes, yeah, so this is uh, this is actually a remake of a Swedish movie called A Man Called Ove, which is also a book, uh, starring Tom Hanks. He is a uh, against Tom Hanks type as a grumpy old widower <laughs> who uh, just kind of hates everybody and kind of kind of over his life. And then you know new neighbors move in and his life starts to change. And we get to see this. The reviews are kind of so-so on this one, but Tom Hanks himself has gotten a lot of praise for it, has been in the Oscar conversation. I kind of think he might be dropping out of that conversation now, uh, but we'll see what happens.
1: Man called... Uh, oh, sorry, We just uh, the plane? That's another one? I uh, I assume yeah, Hervé yeah, Valichez yeah. had nothing to do yeah. with this movie?
2: No, just 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 plane. Oh, just plane. Just Plain. plain. Just plain, yeah, if, plain. You add, okay. if you add B to it, you're giving this more benefit than it deserves. Uh, <laughs> this is a... This is, a uh, uh, so you know who Gerard Butler is? Of course. He, he's like the generic B-level action movie guy.
1: He's the almost Liam Meeson of the world these days.
2: Yeah, yeah. So this is a Gerard Butler action movie. I got gotcha. That has gone out of its way to be as generic as possible, even getting down to the title, just being plain. Now, <laughs> yes, the movie does involve a plane crash. My understanding is that's over with within the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie. So... Plane is kind of not the right title for this, but uh, but this is supposed to be a fairly decent action action flick. It's getting reviews around seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. If you like this kind of movie, if you're the kind of you know dad who watches movies on TBS every weekend, this is going to be a movie for you.
1: I gotcha. Uh, all right, so quickly, house party.
2: Uh, remake of the 90s film that starred Kid and Play yeah. without, any, without any of the intelligence or heart of the original film. Uh, not, <laughs> so not many getting, uplifting
1: and encouraging reviews this yeah, week. Not, wow. Not, who who yeah, woke up and took of, a snark pill today? I love it. There,
2: there's a, there's they, a lot out, but there's not a lot of good out. Uh, right. yeah, you're getting terrible reviews on St. Omer? Now, this is the other end of the spectrum. This is, uh, this is France's entry in the best, uh, best international feature uh, category at the Oscars so this may this is on the short list may end up as a nominee for for best international oh, feature and okay. this is uh this is based on a real trial that happened in in France about a woman who supposedly left her child to die with the incoming tide and uh fantastic reviews on this running 97 percent on Rotten Tomatoes and again like if you're an Oscar follower this is one you probably want to try to get to
1: all right and there's also double conspiracy but we're totally out of time next week what are you guys going to watch
2: I'm uh, not sure yet. It looks like Missing is probably coming out. I might actually catch up with Devil Conspiracy because that's not getting great reviews, but it's an interesting pre- premise and oh, okay. another horror movie as well. So uh, yeah, uh, they, they clone Jesus and Satanists try to sacrifice him to Satan. Oh, That's I'm in.
1: There. I mean, I'm I'm in. <laughs> that sounds interesting to me. Julio Diaz, he is the host of Let's Go Pensacola, four o'clock on Saturdays here on News Radio. And also the Pensacola Movie Club. Follow them on Facebook. As always, Julio, thanks and especially today, thanks for the entertaining meanness. I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> no worries.
1: Thank you. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, Transgressors now candy with traffic
3: taking a look around. on uh, Fox and Howard Drive in Pensacola showing an accident but no roadblock and still showing the accident at uh, Pea Ridge and Highway 90 rather Bill Lane and Highway 90 in Pea Ridge uh, but watch for emergency vehicles even though it is not a roadblock and traffic tips next 437-1620 News Radio 92.3 Informative Local Dependable
4: As the new year unfolds here's another reason to buy your new Volkswagen from Piedmore Imports in Pensacola. How about over $1,000 off MSRP on the 2022 Volkswagen and Tiguan. These VW SUVs with third row seats are priced to move, so hurry and take advantage of these discounted prices on a limited quantity of the 2022 VW Tiguan. Discounted over $1,000 off MSRP. And Feedmore Imports is offering a finance rate of 3.9% APR up to 36 months on select 2023 models, including the VW Taos, Tiguan, Atlas Cross and Atlas SUV. Plus military discounts of $500 are always available when you buy your new Volkswagen from Piedmore Imports on New Warrington Road. Piedmore Imports—they're not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. One zero six New Warrington Road, just up the street from NAS Pensacola. Special APR rates for qualified credit. New PCI. See dealer for
0: details. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support, datarevs.com
1: each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. The Bible
0: Baptist Bookstore of Pensacola, Florida brings you Theological Seminar with teacher Peter S. Ruckman, founder and president of the Pensacola Bible Institute. He will teach you what the Bible says about the subject, not merely what it is presumed to teach.
3: Tune in this Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for Theological Seminar with Dr. Peter S. Ruckman, brought to you by Bible Baptist Bookstore on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620.
0: News Radio 92.3, Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, Brian Kilmeade, Dave Ramsey, Bobby Rossi and Lars Larson. Informative. Local. Dependable.
1: Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to remember those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must henceforth be forever cast into the abyss of dead names. In this moment of our remembrance, we prove with great grief and wailing the sincerity of our noble tolerance. What we once wrongly allowed in the ignorance of white privilege has become the cleansing rite of virtue signaling we use to prove our purity. Join with me now as we remember those we've lost. First, the term manslaughter, because of its sexism and cisgender bias. Obviously, we should be just as concerned about woman slaughter as we are about manslaughter, and naturally, neither of these transphobic terms is acceptable because they completely neglect the awful crime of other slaughter. But when considering upgraded substitutes for manslaughter, it was not an easy task. Obviously, the more generic human slaughter gains us nothing ethically, since man is still the focal syllable of the unavoidably sexist word human. Then we thought that person slaughter might be a suitable improvement, but we immediately noticed that person slaughter clearly contains the sexist and transphobic syllable son, which renders it unacceptable. This led us to the more trans-inclusive term people slaughter. And of course, we liked the way the suffix slaughter emphasizes the equal value of animals and people, an equivalency we fully endorse. But, due to recent addenda to the semi-binding intercongregational protocols on English language modernization provided to us by the Stanford University Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative, we realized that instead of affirming animal status equity, people slaughter has the effect of marginalizing the suffering of animals by desensitizing us to how they're murdered. Moreover, the term actually commits species appropriation by stealing the unique word from animal kind and using it for humans, thus we were in a bind. Given the tension between liking the term people slaughter because it equivocates people and animals and disliking the term because it marginalizes the violence done against them in the name of carnivorism, we were presented with a real linguistic dilemma. But then we remembered Jackson's fifth rule of word eradication. Whenever the option to keep a word or to eliminate it exists, eliminate the word. Banning words is always the best option. This meant that people slaughter must become something less offensive to the cows and pigs and lambs of this cruel country. And thus, we now endorse the term people making not alive. And so in the future, when someone commits a homicide without intent to kill, we will demand it be described as, for instance, vehicular people making not alive. Woe unto all who offend. Woe
4: unto all who offend.
1: Second, the word field. As the University of Southern California Social Work Department this week announced it would eliminate this horrible term from all departmental curricula and, and practice due to its unavoidably anti-black and anti-immigrant connotations, and to replace it with the much more inclusive practicum. As the departmental memo stated, language can be powerful and phrases such as going into the field or field work may have connotations for descendants of slavery and immigrant workers that are not benign. We certainly celebrate this important next step in the anti-racist evolution of English. No doubt you yourselves have felt the marginalizing hurtfulness of someone asking you what your field of study was, or the painful othering of being told to survey the field. Microaggressions designed specifically to remind you of the slave trade or the oppression of migrant workers. We all have. We all have. Now, as for the term practicum for the social work domain, this is clearly a good choice due to the difficulty of pronouncing it and also the obscurity of its meaning. Forcing people to use words they've never heard before is always good. But what should we tell farmers? Well, they can go to work in the plant cultivation spaces or the agriculture endeavor zones or even crop spots. Uh, similarly, what of sports ball players? Well, football and baseball, to name just two, aren't g- are aren't going to need names which don't microaggress against their minority players by reminding them that they're being lorded over by the owners of the fields in which they toil for the slave-like wages of multi-million dollar contracts. So perhaps we could call it the football rectangle. Or maybe a little cute, the yard, since that's the base unit of measurement for the playing surface. Perhaps the baseball-catching place? Or, for those more mathematically inclined, the not-quite-exactly-a-quarter circle? The FBI, for instance, can have its agents on the street instead of field agents, and local headquarters instead of field offices. People who are sexually active can be described as soliciting multiple offers instead of playing the field. Public officials can interact with reporters by simply answering questions instead of fielding them. The Earth's magnetic force structure can simply be that instead of the other thing. The magazine could be crop spot and stream we can reduce the candidate list instead of narrowing the field and of course children can simply go on learning excursions instead of the obviously white supremacist field trips see this is all very simple it's just not that hard if you try to be better Woe unto all who offend,
4: all who offend.
1: and finally we want to heartily celebrate the groundbreaking work being done by the Tribeca-based real estate consultancy HRNA advisors in telling applicants for its six-figure positions to remove, quote, all undergraduate and graduate school name references from their resumes and to only cite the degree itself in order to advance their, quote, ongoing work to build a hiring system that is free from bias and based on candidate merit and performance. This is quite frankly the superior solution to the historic problem that minorities have been systematically excluded from prestigious institutions of higher learning. Instead of affirmative action programs to try to shoehorn oppressed people groups into restrictive academic environments, simply take away the employment advantage gained by attending those schools. If we declare that all colleges and universities are equal, suddenly it won't matter where you attend and all students and applicants will be freed from the tyranny of inequitable educational opportunities. Just think of the possibilities. All schools can charge the same tuition since they'll now become equal. All schools can have the same entrance requirements, or perhaps none at all. No more anxious waiting to see if you got into your top schools or have to settle for your backup. Students can simply go to the university closest to their homes, which will, of course, reduce greenhouse emissions from wasteful travel to and fro. Professors can all be paid the same salary since there won't be a need to try to recruit better researchers, those with more publications to their names. Just think of it, a world in which Harvard and San Diego State are equal. Where a degree from MIT and Northern Illinois University mean the same thing. No more outrageous student debt, no more intercollegiate rivalries, and who needs to verify academic credentials when all credentials are the same? This any degree will doism is surely a beautiful and liberating thing. What a brave new world of equality and inclusion, inclusion this could be. Oh, the glory! Woe unto all who offend! Woe
0: unto all who offend!
1: And now, with these cleansing rites performed, may we all go forth in loving tolerance and microaggress no more. Woe unto all who offend. Woe
4: unto all who offend. It's 826
1: here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola morning news. Let's get traffic in here from Candy before we get into the like newsroom. Man, that was like
3: all of the snark in like the first 20 minutes <laughs> of this hour. I love it. Uh, taking a look again, Bell Lane Highway 90, showing an accident. It doesn't look like it was. I mean, it may have been a bad one, but it has been moved off to the side. Certainly, if you see something, let us know. You can uh, text in your traffic tips to uh, 437-1620. It's News Radio 923, Informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy.
1: Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David?
5: Attorney General Merrick Garland appointing a special counsel to oversee the investigation now into President Biden's handling of classified documents. Robert Herr now taking, the, taking that role on after serving as U.S. attorney in the District of Maryland during the Trump administration. That FAA software caused the uh, uh, the grounding of planes on Wednesday. Apparently 30 years old and won't be upgraded for at least another six years. Uh, that's what uh, government source familiar with the situation told CNN this week. The software failure caused thousands of flight delays and hurricane. Okay, okay. Yes.
1: pop quiz before we move on. What's older, the software that failed the FAA this week, or Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg. Ooh, oh, boy, that's a tough one. <laughs> it's probably Pete. <laughs> I, 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 I put him Maybe at forty. Maybe by yeah, by I a couple 40, of years. Yeah, but I'll, I'll look at real quick. I didn't know the answer. I was trying to get it. Uh, forty on the nose. There you nice. go. Nice. All right, go but ahead. At David. least
5: we know he's on the job and getting this thing upgraded. And may be required to fly a uh, uh,
1: coach as part of his, until this can all be figured out. That was one of the proposals that was put forward, is make the Secretary of Transportation fly coach until the airplanes work right.
5: And speaking of flying, hurricane hunters are in California to study atmospheric rivers. Apparently, uh, four weather survey planes are going to be spending a couple months flying into the atmospheric rivers uh, to survey them. They say satellites can't always see them, and uh, clouds can obscure the view.
1: And I saw one that was, what they called it, a rogue atmospheric river. I'm like... Okay, all right, uh, David. Thanks so much for the update. Oh, this was kind of interesting. You know how we have all of a sudden become a wash in UFO reports, right? Yeah. Because the destigmatizing of the reporting within the military allows all of those eyes that are in the military to be able to actually report these things. Nearly 250 service members have reported seeing UFOs since just the spring of 2021. And somewhere in the, like, 170 vicinity remain completely unexplained. There's this whole document that came out that didn't really tell us too much. But um, the Pentagon uh, has solved 195 total, the vast majority of which were balloons, 163 of 195. Uh, a few dozen were drones, and then there was some skybar garbage or airborne clutter. But 171 cases remain Unexplained And some of those uncharacterized UAPs, they call it now, un, um, unidentified or unexplained aerial phenomenon, appear to have demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance capabilities and require further analysis. So, yeah. Um, and again, because of the destigmatizing of it, the uh, naval aviators, for example, in Air Force are more willing to report what they have seen so we're getting even more of these reports in than we ever had before it's you know the perception would be well there are more of them than ever before no we're just reporting them instead of keeping it to ourselves it's the same thing about uh, like sexual assault reporting right if you destigmatize it if you stop victim blaming uh, then all of a sudden you find out there's way more of it than you knew before because it's not that it's happening more. It, the hope is that by reporting it, it would happen less. But the people are more willing to report it, and therefore you're going to have a lot more reports of it. 830 on News Radio 92.3. we got The Wrap coming up. We're going to have a couple of friends here in studio with me talking about the news from the week. Stick around. It's going to be good.
4: Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. At least six storm deaths are reported in Alabama, one in Georgia, a five-year-old boy. Selma, Alabama is hard hit by tornadoes. Ray Hogg lives there.
2: Glass going everywhere. You could hear the roof literally being going off right over our head.
4: Brick buildings collapse downtown, a church and a daycare destroyed. President Biden hosts the Japanese Prime Minister Fumio
5: Kishida today at the White House. The two are expected to speak about issues like North Korea's weapons program, the war in Ukraine, and peace and stability in Taiwan. Climate change, technology, and advancing a free and open Indo-Pacific are also key topics.
4: Fox's Ryan Schmelz at the White House. The killer of an elderly couple 19 years ago is executed by lethal injection in Oklahoma. Prosecutors say Scott Eisenberg broke into the couple's home to spy on his ex-girlfriend across the street then spent months on the run before being shot by a man during an attempted hostage-taking in Texas. America's listening to Fox News.
5: Good morning, it's 831 News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. It is 49 cloudy skies right now in pensacola northwest florida congressman matt gates will be in the area next week he's making a few announcements according to a news release gates will be at crestview aerospace on tuesday morning he says he's going to make an announcement regarding northwest florida's military priorities there and then uh, later on that day gates will be in navarre for his service academy uh, service academy nominations and that'll be at the uh, navarre high school on Tuesday evening. Escambia River Electric Cooperative gets the vote again to provide the north end of Escambia County with high-speed internet service. Project approved 4-1 to one last night at the Escambia County Commission meeting. Uh, the only no vote was from District 2's Mike Kohler. No one in this room would have done this project if you didn't have federal funds. That's the truth. Because it's not economically smart to do it. $10 million in American Rescue Plan funding was committed for the project and uh, EREC beat out uh, a bid from IBT-PCS. Cox Communications did not put in a bid. Pace Fire Rescue is mourning the loss of a firefighter. EMT and firefighter Carl Bowers passed away at 36 on Sunday due to a rare form of cancer, his wife tells Channel 3 that uh, he loved his coworkers and he also loved his job.
3: It takes a very special person to want to get up and help his community the way he did. And that is what he chose to do right up until december 10th of this year
5: bowers started his career initially here in escambia county with the escambia fire rescue in 2007 he joined Pace fire rescue in 2016 the Pensacola man accused of shooting at two escambia county sheriff's deputies injuring one of them back in 2019 has now formally entered a plea we are a country of laws not of men and the law says a defense is not guilty by reason of insanity Daniel Hux's defense attorney, James Barnes, Hux facing two counts of attempted first-degree premeditated murder. Jury selection was scheduled for February 20th. Sheriff Chip Simmons recently wrote a letter to a judge concerned that Hux could potentially be released from jail due to the insanity plea. Uh, The judge has not made a decision on whether he will or won't be released. Santa Rosa County moving forward on the transfer of 100 acres of land to the city of Milton. That land will be used as a... uh, disposal site in the city's new water reclamation facility the board voted three to two yesterday after several meetings and a whole lot of public debate
0: this is just a, a guess but i would guess if this plant didn't go there and all of a sudden we had some company xyz that wanted to come and do major manufacturing on this facility on on this site and the county was to work with them i would bet we would have the very same people in this boardroom concerned about a manufacturing facility there and possible pollution
5: That's Commission Chairman Colton Wright uh, and he and Commissioner Sam Parker and James Calkins. Voted in favor, and U.S. Border Patrol officials say they're dealing with more migrants who've made their way to South Florida. The Border Patrol Miami sector says 25 Haitian migrants made landfall in Virginia Key yesterday. One person had to be taken to the hospital for hypothermia. They uh, they apparently spent five days at sea. Border officials also say there were uh, several other migrant landings as well. 15 Cubans uh, landed in Long State Long Key State Park, and 21 came ashore. In the Marquesas Keys. It's 835 at News Radio 923. And Candy's got a look at our traffic on the fives. Uh, this is brought
3: to you by Discover. With Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. Learn more at slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Watching an accident on North Palafox. It's Old Palafox and Howard Drive. And this is north of Pensacola Christian. But not showing up roadblocks. Certainly watch for emergency vehicles. Traffic tips. Text 437 1620 News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable.
5: And it is 8:35. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 first warning forecast. Cold and windy day out there today, with highs around 55 degrees. With the winds, it will feel slightly colder overnight tonight. Temperatures dropping into the 30s. As you go into Saturday, sunny weather will continue with the cool weather continuing as well. High on Saturday near 54. Saturday night temperatures dropping back into the 30s, 37 degrees for your low. Temperatures will be warming up as you go into Sunday. High near 61. Low Sunday near 54 degrees. Stay connected to the. Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team, Download the WEAR TV Weather App. This is Burke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, 49 and cloudy in Pensacola, 49 and Gulf Breeze. It's 47 in Milton. Our next news at nine, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 923. Is your house making you sick? If you have high indoor humidity levels due to excess moisture, it
3: could be. High humidity levels cause mold, mildew, and bacterial growth, among other things, and are very hazardous to your health. If you have condensation on your vents or windows, blistering paint, or cupping hardwood floors, it's time to call Southern Climate Solutions. They'll customize a permanent solution to control your indoor environment, eliminating the hazards of high humidity and excess moisture. Find them online at southernclimatesolutions.com.
2: Are you looking to fill positions at your company? Career Source Escarosa is hosting a career fair it's sponsored by Top Tier K-9 Training on Thursday, January 26th at the Pensacola Interstate Fairgrounds. Booth space is still available to meet and interview prospective employees. Tax-deductible sponsorship opportunities are also available. For more information, visit CareerSourceEscarosa.com or Career Source Escarosa's Facebook page. Again, the Career Source Escarosa Career Fair, Thursday, January 26th, beginning at 11.
5: Your money now this morning looks like a pretty uh, decent drop. The Dow Jones down 200, uh, 290 at 33,989.07 right now. The uh, NASDAQ down 6831 at 10,932.79. And the S&P 500 down 2899 at uh, 3954. 46 delta airlines beating expectations in its latest quarterly earnings report revenue came in at just under 12.3 billion dollars while earnings per share was a dollar 48 despite that high costs did cut into their profits their net income fell 828 million dollars there's some reports today that jacksonville based pro wrestling organization all elite wrestling is interested in merging with world wrestling entertainment AEW is owned by the Kahn family. They also own the Jacksonville Jaguars. CNBC reporting that merger though would be a long shot. And Tesla cutting prices on its top-selling vehicles in both the U.S. and Germany. The luxury high-performance electric car maker announced on Thursday that prices for the Model 3 and Model Y uh, will fall by six percent to twenty percent in the U.S. It's 8:38. Your next news at nine, and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne for News Radio 92.3.
0: News Radio 923. Now it's time to play. Which host did this? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host was born in New Jersey. Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Jenna Barr. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 923. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable.
5: I jump, 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 jump,
6: jump I said hip, hop, the hip, the hip, the hip, a the a hip, a hip, hip, a
4: you
2: don't stop, rap, rap. I will definitely call you back later, then. Come on, wrap it up. Big okay, up. Okay, you know what? Wrap up the circle thing. Come on. Commissioner Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody,
1: that's a wrap. Uh, I almost feel bad that, uh, you know, we got the Dave Peach clip in there, and he got unelected. It's not really fair. He's one of my favorite commissioners. He's no longer in office. But okay, so there it goes. Uh, it's the wrap. No, he's not. He's still with us. And I'm sure, honestly, I'm sure he's happier. <laughs> he's just playing with his golden retrievers, and or his labs. Sorry, his labs. Um, it's the wrap. It means I have a couple of friends here in studio with me, and we recap the news of the week uh, today. I've got Walker Wilson, executive director of the Downtown Improve Board, Improvement Board, and um, On Bikes founder, and 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 many other things. Walker, welcome back to the Wrap.
7: Good to be here, Andrew.
1: Good to have you. And Travis Peterson, uh, Impact Campaigns, also a repeat offender here on the Wrap. Travis, welcome back. Happy to have a wrap sheet. And also, <laughs> nice. Yes. How long you been holding that? Long time. Working on it <laughs> since last time. <laughs> <laughs> well done. It's always good to deliver, you know. It's always good to deliver. That's all I got today. And and the the single best thing about the um, the guest today is that we are all fans of the world's greatest, though you wouldn't know by their record Great. football team, which is Auburn Tigers. Uh, Auburn Tigers. You did you guys go? both go there? I know I did not go there. I went to University of Illinois. But where did you guys
7: both go to Auburn? Yeah, I, I graduated from Auburn and. In- 2011 me and cam newton left the same time
1: nice so wow you took him with you okay I, and i grew up there actually you're so from there I okay it, yeah so you went there you're from there and i'm just adopted so fair we, enough we, As we a take redhead, all the fans we can get <laughs> we'll take it <laughs> um did you watch by the way the championship yes the whole I did.
7: game um till the third quarter Some portion and I was of it like oh, we gotta go to work tomorrow
1: yeah it wasn't the one that kept you up getting no sleep championship before work the next day was it right exactly. netflix started beckoning about half time <laughs> it <Yeah>. was <laughs> i was so eager to see this game i was dumb enough to believe that maybe tcu had a chance because the previous two games had been so spectacular and then i'm like and this is why you never know who's going to be terrible, <laughs> you know, or or to be fair, who's going to be fantastic. Right. Georgia was fantastic. And TCU uh, shouldn't have been there. But, you know, so it goes. Um, oh, uh, before we go anywhere else, uh, Walker, a couple of announcements I wanted to let you make about DIB related things going on. Things are going away, right?
7: Yes. So uh, this will be the last weekend that we've got Bubble Alley up at Intendencia and in Jefferson right there by the Woonorf and the YMCA.
1: As, as Travis called it. It's, Wooner- it's woonerf adjacent. Woonerf adjacent. Jason, yes. Well done. Yes. <laughs> the uh, woon the the woonerf is the interruption in the normal pavement designed to put a tree in the middle of the road and create a just eh, roundabout in yeah. bricks and you know it's confusion. Yeah. Right. Go on. Uh, but it, it we'll go and fix it up a
7: little bit. It's looking uh, not so great this morning, but I'll get out there on a ladder here in a couple hours. Because the storm if some entertainment. Uh, and then we 're also taking down the Christmas lights next week as well, so this will be the last last weekend that we're the selfie capital of of the world so gotcha <laughs> and,
1: sure and will the um there. uh the, the food truck court at uh Garden and palafox will that or main and palafox will that still have some of the bubbles because it has them now a yeah, couple they 've got some, and I think
7: they're planning on leaving theirs up until they start looking you know not so great, so I, I, I know there's I, been I a couple you. of businesses that uh have have come and gotten some and, and put them up it's kind of cool
1: your name and or your organization got thrown around a fair bit in the last week and a half in connection with the prospect of a pelican drop yes uh, yes revitalization re-resurrection whatever you want to call it tour. to bring it yeah to bring the pelican back out of retirement had been at the port now it's stored on uh that storage one near the uh near the pool i think is where we've got it mm-hmm. most recently but um your assessment and, and i know the issue's been money Right and DIB said it's not our baby to put, to pay for anymore, which right. I understand.
7: So, but uh, I think it can still be our responsibility and my responsibility to get all the players around the table and say, you know, I'm kind of on a fact finding mission right now of what is this going to cost to make sure that we can put on a safe, fun, family friendly event. Um, and so, I'm actually next week going to go meet with uh, the chief of police and chief of fire and say, all right. First and foremost, this event's got to be safe, um, right. After, especially after what we saw in mm-hmm. Mobile this year. Um, we don't want this to turn into that. And I think, you know, kind of at least getting that underway and seeing what the costs there are going to be, what we need, and then uh, looking through the rest of the files we've got. And we've got some pretty extensive files in the office uh, mm-hmm. from previous years when DIB was managing that event. Um, and, and so just trying to make sure we've got all our ducks in a row on, on my end before I all get everybody to sit in around the table. Or Yeah, yeah, get my pelicans in a now. row.
1: Travis, your thoughts on getting Pelican Drop back?
6: I I think it was always a fun event. Um, And, you know, like anything else, the more we can showcase our downtown um, and create opportunities for folks of all walks of life to come there and keep it safe. Like Walker said, Um, it's a good time. Let's, uh, Let's at least let's give it a let's give it a second look.
1: We, we, families, and as I recall, it was kind of like families till this time and then after that. And, you know, so it was all, it was meant to be kind of an all day thing. At least that's how I remember it. Mm-hmm. And uh, people getting together, drinking, having fun. Safely and enjoying something that's uniquely Pensacola and cool. I, I always thought it was one of the great events, and it, it kind of went away at a time when we were losing events, it seemed like. You know, right. evenings in Old Seville Square went away, and a couple of the music events went away, and it kind of felt like we were losing all our long before COVID, um, or a couple years before COVID, so I hope that it comes back. I certainly do. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about, just been a lot of stuff in the news this week. The, the big story over the last day was the oh my god um the corvette gate or garage gate or (laughs) you know whatever you want to call it um the classified documents being inappropriately stored in now at least two locations three locations if you count the garage and the study differently and i do uh but we'll get we'll get to that in just a second before that let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives.
3: Uh, Good news is it looks like everything is running smoothly now. Uh, Chase, Gregory Street, taking a look downtown, Garden, and Palafox all checking in. Clear, no slowdowns on Cervantes or Bayfront Parkway. It's all checking in without delays. If you have traffic tips, you can text 437-1620, Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable.
1: All right, so I, I laid the question out there, which is the documents. And, of course, this comes in the context of the strong criticism from the president of the former president for his mishandling of documents. And then what I thought was a very hilarious comment by President Biden, that everybody knows I take classified documents seriously. <laughs> but, of course, we also know that he just takes them. Anyway, so um, let's start with you, Travis. Uh, thoughts? Um, you know, after hearing sort of what
6: goes on when these administrations turn over, between, whether it's Trump or uh, the Biden-Obama administration, there's a ton of paperwork. Absolutely. There's a lot of stuff. And I think... Um, you know, some of the reporting has been that during the Trump transition, he was reluctant to leave. And so that sort of packing up and moving out happened very quickly. Mm -hmm. Obviously a lot of things got caught up in that. To me, the difference is if you see something, do you say something? If you find a document that shouldn't be in your possession, do you turn it over or do you kind of obstruct justice or, you know, or just are lazy in responding to the request? I think that's a critical, critical difference in these two stories. Um, You know, but yeah, it's definitely uh, you know fun for uh, fun for the folks in, on the right to uh, sling a few arrows at, uh, at Biden at this point. So, yeah, and 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 to be fair, you know, listen, if, if if you don't pull those things
1: out of the file cabinet before you take them home, then you deserve to take a few arrows. And there, there, to me, the the part that makes no sense to me is the claim that this was sort of inadvertent or unintentional. The whole point of classified documents is that can't happen unless you're doing it wrong shouldn't <laughs> right, shouldn't right exactly but i'm with you i think that the overlap of administration or the you know transfer of administrations i'm willing to cut a lot of slack here in fact you know i've generally taken the approach that i'm not going to get too worked up about really either of these but the appearance of hypocrisy is kind of the issue, and of course, the you know, be careful how how strongly you call people out for a thing. Uh, oopsie. So anyway, right. Walker, your thoughts?
7: Yeah, I think that exactly what you just said, Andrew. It's it's funny to you know when something happens on the other team first, and then you you know you shout and, and yell about how inappropriate it is, or you know how could this even be possible, and then uh, you turn around a few years later and it's happening to you and. Um, now how do you respond to your own comments about when it happened in the last go around Um, and and to Travis's point I think again you know how you deal with the situation and handle it um also matters a lot as well
1: in, in, in my religion <laughs> we have uh, a tradition that i don't well honor a lot but that's you know extend grace be forgiving you know don't be contemptuous try to yeah. be a little bit charitable uh, i work real hard to get there but i'm nowhere close to the goal but ideally i would not say things on the air that you know a year from now or six years from now or something come back oh man <laughs> why me no but i actually agree with you travis i think that the um uh, the distinctions between the cases are important. Willingness or unwillingness to cooperate with and or volunteer back the materials is an important distinction. And uh, whether you agree that the law is binding upon you or not. I mean, these are clearly differences in how Trump and Biden have been or are handling these, uh, you know, these two sort of incidents. 849 on News ninety two three. It's The Wrap. i got Walker Wilson and Travis Peterson here in studio with me. We'll be back in just a moment. I'm Andrew McKay.
2: This is Mike Wiggins. I don't have to tell you that winter can be tough on our lawns and gardens, but there is much to be done, such as planting winter annuals and getting ready for spring. And remember, if you've got lawn and garden questions, we've got the answers on the Garden Line every Tuesday morning from nine until ten, and eight to nine on Saturdays. The Garden Line, only on News Radio 92.3 AM, 1620.
3: Ladies. Ready to make an impact on our community? Impact 100 Pensacola Bay Area has awarded over $15 million to deserving nonprofit organizations since 2004. All women at least 18 years old are welcome and invited to join. If you are interested in joining, please attend one of our upcoming meet and mingle events. For details, visit Impact100Pensacola.org.
0: When you listen to News Radio 923 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7. Ask the Preacher at 8. Town Hall Review Fox News Sundays a weekend. Check it out And Gun Talk at 8. This
5: is blasphemy. This is madness! This is Sparta! <laughs>
1: Remember, there was a time when Gerard Butler was an interesting actor. 8.50. <laughs> God, Uliah was so brutal about him earlier. Uh, and it's true. I mean, he did have a lot of roles at a time. 8.50 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News and The Wrap with Walker Wilson and Travis Peterson. Um, have either of you guys driven down Langley with the new stop signs at uh, Hibiscus and uh, what's the Leesway is the other one? Have either of you taken the newly impeded f- not flowing traffic route? I have not
7: yet. I need to get up there. My cousin lives up there, and so it might be time for me to go see her, her two little rascals, and
1: and uh, make sure I s- stop all the way. I, uh, I love. It's so cool because you're a downtown guy. I love yeah. how you refer to Langley as up there, up there. like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and <laughs> all I the No, but we all think like our house is the center, <laughs> yeah, right? You know, know. So to me, Langley I grew is up over on there.
7: Road right there, and and, and yeah, okay, enough, whole, okay. So you know area, really well. So um, you know, scenic heights guy back in the day. You okay with the roundabout? You yeah, survived we'll the, the roundabout? Survived it. We got, I got out, made it here, so we're good. We're Mark's good.
6: safe from roundabout yeah. 2023. Travis? Uh haven't made it down Langley, but uh, I'm going to be there a lot this uh, spring with uh, Pensacola Youth Soccer coming up. So Oh, yeah, um, that's right. I we're, forgot you're that. I, actually, I think the stop signs are a good idea. You've got schools. You've got hundreds and hundreds of kids playing soccer and other sports there. Um, you know, it's... Um, it's a one-lane, two-lane road. Yeah, uh, not a bad idea. I'm sure it's going to irritate some people, like the roundabout did. But I, you know, people are making it fine. I. Um, if we
1: need to fix Ninth and Langley. Let's fix the Bermuda Triangle before uh, we complain about. Don't get me started. Yeah. Which honestly, if it weren't so, you know, toxic of a thing, that would actually be a candidate for a roundabout. I mean, yeah, a six, road. a six-road intersection, three-road intersection. How you count it is the ideal place for a roundabout we're not going to have one (laughs) but that would be the place to do it um yeah i i just don't like impeding the flow of traffic but i get it for safety especially by the school i mean it makes sense it's just you know i i cherish the roads where you can just go and get there from here i am um, secretly terrified of the day that somebody discovers creighton is a great road. Right, I'm, I'm, because right. I'm terrified that somebody's gonna, gonna decide that the speed limit ought to be reduced, or there ought, I mean, when they put the one stoplight in at, um, I can't remember, uh, I can't remember the name of the street, but I will in a second. By the Tom Thumb, now the Cumberland Farms, um, you know that semi ruined it, but only briefly. It's not such a big deal. I'm, I'm terrified of the day that somebody figures out that Creighton is a great road to drive on because they're gonna ruin it like they do other roads. I think. Well, they're probably coming because of the stop sign on, on Langley now. Oh right.
6: So, they yeah. they they're fixed that. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, we're now sending it all up your way. We're sending it up <laughs> north. Right up all there. the
1: traffic. <laughs> and it can handle it. It's a road. There's never that yep. much traffic on Creighton. It's a great road. Um Mira Park discovering that this was at one time a Creole slash black burial site in the eighteen eighties. Now it becomes a park. Now you got the Boy Scouts with their house there. And I, do you think do you think anything really changes there in the park, Walker? I think they were, they're probably trying
7: to figure that part out, right? So um, I think UWFS out there trying to figure out exactly what's going on or, or, or what what was there from the past. Um, and I would imagine that there will be some sort of historical thing that that goes down in the park. Um, I know that the mayor talked about it uh, at his press conference this week. Right. And so I'd imagine at some level there may be a, you know at minimum I would think a plaque or a memorial or something small. Uh, and then again, if it's something bigger than that, I think there'll probably be further
1: conversations. I, I would think same, yeah. you know, when they do the uh, the ground penetrating radar or whatever, and they right. find out, well, are we talking about, you know, two or a hundred graves might, might well make a difference. Travis?
6: Um, I agree. I, I think, you know, we've got such a rich history here. We go back so far as far as sort of the, the colon, colonial time. And thanks to people like Tanyani Broughton on the city council, who really are starting mm-hmm. to help at least I've learned a lot from sort of the sort of the diversity of history that we sure. have here. so when we find these things let's let's talk about them, let's learn from them if we can memorialize them or commemorate them. let's do that um, and um you know let's let's use it as an opportunity to kind of teach our teach us about ourselves.
1: yeah look we are a historical town. I mean that's part of our identity uh, going you know even though we're kind of trepidatious about calling ourselves City of Five Flags anymore. That is our history. And, you know, focusing on one of the things I remember having this conversation a bunch with uh, Mayor Hayward about instead of taking down things that are offensive, let's just put up a lot more things. Let's create a lot more history and context. I love the idea of having, you know, notable figures in Pensacola history who were black putting up monuments for these folks and seeing you know uh what they look like and having a reminder a vivid reminder and the more of that the better the more of the plaques the more of the memorials the more of that kind of stuff i think it just you know regardless of if it ever brings tourists here if it gives people something more to understand who we are who we've been especially people like me who are not from here you know i'd I celebrate that, frankly. 855 on News Radio 92 3. We got the wrap with Walker Wilson and Travis Peterson. Uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. Uh,
3: new accident. This is Avalon and Highway 90 in Milton. And again, not showing a roadblock, but uh, as you know, a pretty busy intersection. Watch for emergency crews on scene. 437 You can text if you have traffic tips. News Radio 92 3. Informative, local, dependable.
1: Thanks so much, Candy. So. Uh, in the realm of guns we've had a couple of news items this week one is illinois passed a what they call assault weapons ban. i called a sporting rifle ban uh magazines no larger than 10 rounds um, magazines no larger than 15 for handguns but also you can't buy a whole list of you know banned styles of weapons Uh, if you own it already you get to keep it as long as you register it with the state and tell them that you have it i used to live in illinois i had a foyd card at one time i It might even still be valid i don't know it's been so long but um at the other end of the spectrum here in florida we have um you know a couple of proposed bills which doesn't mean anything they're proposed bills but things like background checks on ammunition you know particularly is one of the bills that has come out um your i don't know that one is I, i find that one a fascinating one the idea of requiring a background check or the same Kind of level of scrutiny of people purchasing the ammunition as are purchasing the weapons. Uh, Travis, your thought on that? Yeah, you know,
6: I I, I tend to think that some of these um, guns don't really have a place, um, but I also know that people cherish their right to to have them. I think, regardless, we have to do something to make sure that high powered weapons with high uh, with high cal high caliber high-capacity ma- high weapons can't be used in the tragic ways that we've seen them used. So if we're not going to do something on the gun side, we got to do something on the public safety, mental health, that side. You know, you, you see these these... A lot of them kids now who are bringing these weapons to school or they're shooting up schools uvalde parkland Who was the was it a A six-year-old six-year-old you know that's crazy right you know that's the kind of thing where all right mom or dad you guys like you're you're responsible for this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um on the other end you know i've got a lot of friends who who have small arsenals and i'm completely confident that they take care of their weapons and they wouldn't let them get into the hands of someone that shouldn't have them but then you see these terrible stories of of things that do happen so I'm not sure the answer is is to, you know, uh, to have background checks on, on ammunition, but we got to have something because what what we have right now isn't working.
1: You know, I, I'm generally against most gun regulations, but I find the logic of the argument for some kind of vetting on the purchase of ammunition to be sensible. I, it, if we can do it in a way that it doesn't make the buying of ammunition really cumbersome and it's there all it seems like there would be a variety of ways to do that, then I don't mind i you know if we're going to do any kind of a background check and we do on you for buying a weapon, it makes sense to me that you would do some kind of a background check on people for buying the ammunition i i even though I'm a Republican and a second Ab- uh, amendment advocate and I have been making fun of the inconsistencies in the Illinois philosophy uh consistently uh that one actually I'm not so opposed to it walker yeah,
7: I think it, like Travis said, you know I've got some friends that that are have a lot of guns and go hunting a lot and it's Mm -hmm. like i i would never in my right mind worry about you know that they're going to do anything it's about the people we don't know or um that that have ill will or or, you know something else going on we don't know about and um i wonder you know do the courts look differently at ammunition than they do you know the actual you know rifle or gun itself um and so if this is a way to help curb some of those issues and and maybe it's uh, worth looking
1: at. It's going to be an interesting conversation for sure. And I always think, look, I drive down old Palafox at 95 or 90 miles an hour closure with other cars, and I trust them with my life. You know, maybe we can trust people a little bit. Local
0: talk during the day with Jenna Barr. 9 to 11 is on News Radio 92.3 WNR.